happy to welcome back to the Sunrise Morning Show, Father Frank Donio from the Catholic Apostolate Center. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Anna. So uh, we are continuing our discussions on John Paul II's letter, Ecclesia in America, and looking today at Chapter 5, which is entitled The Path to Solidarity. And uh, early on in the chapter, I have to... I have to go back in my my pages here. Early on in the chapter, he writes this. At a time when in the sphere of morality, there is a disturbing spread of relativism and subjectivism, the church in America is called to proclaim with renewed vigor that that conversion consists in commitment to the person of Jesus Christ with all the theological and moral implications taught by the magisterium of the church. I mean, a a timeless statement in the life of the church, I would say. And so with that in mind, Father, tell us what John Paul had to say about social sins which cry to heaven. It is very important, the context that you just gave, because it must be within the relationship with Christ, the encounter with Christ, our deepening and ongoing conversion to life in Christ in and through the teachings of the church, because they're the ones that guide us in in deepening that relationship. But it's not just simply a personal one, it's a societal one. It has ramifications for what we are called to do and how we are called to be. And he talks about in, in these social things, he says, the church's social doctrine also makes possible a clearer appreciation of the gravity of the social sins which cry to heaven because they generate violence, disrupt peace, and harmony between communities within single nations, between nations, and between the different regions of the continent. And then he gives this list, and we'll, we will be talking about some other Uh, aspects as well, because he talks about the culture of death, and and we'll talk about that in a moment. But he he gives this particular list in this area around social sins, drug trade, recycling of illicit funds, corruption at every level, terror of violence, arms race, racial discrimination, inequality between social groups, and the irrational destruction of nature. Mm. Now, that could have been written in 2023. Absolutely. This was 1999. Yeah. And and again, we have to remind uh, our, all those listening that this is talking about the whole of the Western Hemisphere. It's not just simply the, the United States, but the, the whole of the Western Hemisphere. Well, and, and certainly it applies to the whole of the United States. Those sure. two. These sins yeah. are the sign of a deep crisis mm-hmm. caused by the loss of a sense of God and the absence of those moral principles which should guide the life of every person. Yeah, and and uh, in the absence of moral points of reference, an unbridled greed for wealth and power takes over, obscuring any gospel-based vision of Mm. social reality. And and so he, he, St. John Paul II is really focusing in on that when we lose our moral compass, then... That, and, and we we move in a direction uh, that is that starts to destroy, and that also in, includes the way we we function economically. 
And he goes on to talk about the needs of the poor and the situation of the poor and 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 what what sometimes the way our, our economic system sometimes will do. You know, they, so sometimes people think that that is is a more recent commentary that that is going on in the pontificate of Pope Francis. When you look at the pontificate of, of St. John Paul II, Pope Benedict as well, in fact, in Caritas and Veritate, mm-hmm. and also Pope Francis, there's a, there's a lot of consistency around these these different issues. And I think that that then also leads us then into the section on the, the culture of death. Yeah. And and this is where, you know, we were you were just talking in, in your earlier interview about uh, the evil of abortion. Mm-hmm. And and he talks about euthanasia. And and this this phrase that w- that really started with St. John Paul II uh, around uh, uh, calling this a culture of death and because he he calls for the protection of life from conception and natural death. And and he sees that as a as a continuum and particularly and puts particular focus on abortion and also also euthanasia. And we know that in these last 20 some years, that's just grown. Mm -hmm. It's not lessened. And and it, and it's still it's still quite a you know especially the the uh, euthanasia especially this this you know the, not only states but now you know our our, our neighbors to the north and in, in, in Canada and uh, and where med- medical assisted suicide is just uh, becoming more and more mm-hmm. common yeah and yeah. and people just decide this and yes there are very complicated medical issues. But that's not the answer. You know, we're not God, and we're get, we're given this life, and and that may sound may sound, but we we need to then look at how do we how are we caring for people as they're at, at toward the end of life, but especially then also how are, are we protecting the unborn? Yeah, and and that that just contributes to this culture of of, of death. That says, well, if it's in, sometimes if it's inconvenient, then therefore, Mm -hmm. and that that's very problematic and so prophetic too. It's so funny to, well, funny, not the right word, but interesting that in 1999 he's appealing to Catholics working in the field of medicine and healthcare to those holding public office or engaged in teaching to make every effort to defend those lives most at risk. And to act with a conscience correctly formed in accordance with Catholic doctrine. I mean, they're talking about the importance of conscience. He's talking about the importance of conscience protections in in 1999. I mean, how yes. much more so do we have that need that message today? We we can't dwell in in two different. It, it just act as if we can, you know, because this is over these last years that their religion has become more and more privatized. Mm-hmm. And as a result, what what happens is, is that, well, okay, that, that's my belief over here, and, and then I do this over here. It doesn't work that way. Now, people say, well, you're foisting our, you know, you're, n- no, we, we, we have a right as, as citizens here to have, to be able to name um, these basic issues 
And, and, and some, are ca- some cast these things as, oh, well, you're just foisting your religious beliefs. No, this is a human life. And, and therefore, that, that human life, uh, we, it needs to be protected from conception and natural death. And people often miss that. And that includes then, then when you get into all those social sins. So, so what's happening in terms of life, you know, the poor and the suffering and the struggle. This is all part of a, of, of a, single, uh, a single set of teachings called Catholic social doctrine. We, we say teaching here in the United States, but the, the Holy See calls it Catholic social doctrine. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this is kind of a nice teaching that I may accept or not. No, it's doctrinal. And, and so, therefore, we, we need to, to look at that. And I'm hoping you can comment on this, because one thing that was really occurring to me as as I was reading um, this part on the social sins, which cry to heaven, and in fact, we we quoted it earlier, talking about how in the absence of moral points of reference, an unbridled greed for wealth and power takes over, obscuring any gospel-based vision of social reality. And certainly we can look at that from a, from a nation's standpoint, right, and, and see that particularly when we're, when we're thinking about South America and, and all of the dictatorships that come through. But I mean, also here in the United States, where we see this, this focus on economics and making decisions based on the economy and not based on the dignity of the human person. But then I started thinking, you know, I need to look at this in in light of my own life as a Christian. Like, am I making decisions based on economics or am I making decisions based on on the dignity of those in my life? Um, and and it was something that, that just really struck me, especially in the wake of COVID, um, and, and trying to remember what's most, am I focused more on my family or more on, on making money? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and that, that kind of unbridled, well, I, I've got to move on to, and that's that, that's that materialism that, that we've certainly heard in the pontificates of, of, um, it also goes back to St. St. Paul the sixth, uh, and St. John Paul the second, Benedict sixteenth. Pope Francis have all said the same thing about materialism, but it also is that relativism where where now oh um, I it, it whatever is it works for me, whatever is my truth, and and rather than you know, this this is a human person we're not going to obscure that, and we need to look at ourselves. Yes, exactly. We need to look at ourselves first. That's why what you the context that you put it a little earlier. At the, at the top of this interview of, well, here's, here, it's in the context of conversion, ongoing conversion to Christ. And therefore, we need to be in solidarity. He uses that word, which is a very important word for St. John Paul II. We're in solidarity with one another and with God. Great discussion. We've been talking to Father Frank Donio. And Father, if listeners want to connect with you and your resources, how do they find you? Just go to catholicapostolatecenter.org which you can find linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Father Frank, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you and God bless. You too, Father. Thank you.